Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? For real. This sesh is all about being ourselves. With all of this Aries and the full moon on the rise, the message is clear that being ourselves is the most important thing we can do right now. There's nobody like you and there's nobody like me. So the only thing that we really have to do is be mind, body, spirit, balanced and integrated, all three in order to be in the 3D. (laughs) That's what this time is for, because we're slipping into the axis of me and you the self and the other. And with this full moon coming up, we're getting more lessons in the polarity, which is awesome. So the sun is going to be at 16 degrees in Aries, this middle phase, exploring instinctual expressions of the self. I am that I am that I am, as Peter Tosh says. And then this full moon is coming up on April 5th at 1037 p.m. Mountain Time which means it'll be April 6th for some of you folks. And uh, yeah, this this full moon is all about reflections. Reflections abound as we're learning to balance our self-perceptions with outside feedback. There's a lot of cosmic things happening with this alignment. We've got a water trine coming in. The nodes are making some connections, which is helping again define our life lessons and helping us to align and express our destiny path. And so we'll be talking about the nodes. And I want to talk about Pluto and Aquarius. Can you feel it? (laughs) I don't know. I think I feel it. Uh, But yeah, so we got to get comfortable with this vibe. It's going to be around for a few more months. and It's going to go back into Capricorn. We're going to be lingering at this zero degrees Aquarius for a little bit. So I want to talk about that a little bit deeper and just the importance of our core calibration for our true cellular transformation. It's big times, y'all. Big times to be you. There's nothing that you got to do except for be you. The way we came to be. This life. Right here, right now. That's the magic of the times. So let's take a moment to tune in, okay? Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, start to sink your roots deep into the earth, the place where you live, place where you dwell, really anchoring your presence into the earth and the space and time that you live in. (laughs) And this is so important because connecting to the earth really helps us to, for one, ground our energetics and Two, it becomes a source, a resource where we can draw energy and give energy. So as you visualize anchoring and centering, tapping into the root center of the, of the earth, start to feel in opposition to that, the rise in expansion and an expression of energy moving up through the central axis and into the space that surrounds up and out and around, into the field. And then from here, we tune into the energetics of the different dimensions. You have the horizontal field in plane, and that vertical plane. And as you just broaden your sense of presence into the horizontal field, you may notice that you can actually sit back a little bit into your seat or into your feet. Feel yourself supported and rooted in the back space. And I often like to come into that balance between the vertical and the horizontal axis and then use my visualization practice to just spread out into the dimensions and the diagonals between. So you have the front, the back, the up, the down, 
And then you have like an X, the diagonals. You have the upper right, the upper left field, the lower right, the lower left field. So it's just really coming into awareness of your center of gravity inside your bubble, your auric field. Now, once you have that, you're going to start to tune into the heartbeat. That heartbeat in the center is your very own rhythmic heartbeat, your own rhythmic timing. And as you feel the heartbeat and the pulse, as you can start to tune into it, you may have to visualize this a little bit more. But if you can feel it, you just want to start to feel the, the pulse of your circulation rippling through your whole body from that center of gravity into the horizontal space, into the vertical space, from head to toe, from right to left. Just observe the space and feel that pulse that's your own rhythmic pulse. And this, we want to honor this. This is one of our ways, like tuning into the heartbeat and the center of gravity will always bring you back to yourself. Coming to your center of gravity is how you come to yourself in a physical way. And then spiritual and mentally, mind, body, spirit, they all connect. They're all intertwined. But these embodiment practices are so cool because you can get so deep and personal with your, with your embodiment practice. And it becomes this beautiful dance between understanding how your physical presence affects your energetic presence. It affects your emotional state, your mental state. You know, when I've, I've spoken about this in the past, and I'll probably be bringing it back around again soon, but the concept of really understanding that your presence, your, your very, your very heartbeat, your very life, you living is resonating. It's radiating a vibrational presence. And in that presence is a, is a message you're communicating, whether you are intentional about it or not. And the name of the game with the core calibration, this embodiment practice that we do is to tune into that physical presence and start to organize it in a way where you're very clear and intentional and precise with your vibrational resonance so that you can communicate what you are intending to communicate. This is one of the ways that we draw the things that we need to us and that we give the things that we need to give to the world. And that's the, that's the big message of the axis of Aries in Libra is the self and the outside world, within, without. And it's just so beautiful to me because what we start to recognize, what I've learned through this practice, my embodiment practice, is that my system, when I'm tuned in to my system, I can feel when things are off. I can feel when things are in the flow. And from just knowing that, I can make decisions and adjustments accordingly. Now, this is important. Obviously, it's so important. But the, the, the cue that I like to play with is this idea around using that heartbeat, that physical radiance, that physical resonance to start to not only circulate vitality and oxygen, but also to calm and regulate. Like I can regulate my nervous system. I can regulate my heartbeat. I can calm my mind. I can calm my emotions. Or I can just, you know, this is, it's about empowering ourselves through our practice, through our embodiment practice and using it then to, to get cosmic. Some of you may know that I am an embodiment teacher. I have been teaching Pilates, yoga, dance, movement, meditation for as long as I can remember. I was started teaching movement and dance classes in, in high school, so in cheerleading and, and things. And it, it evolved to Pilates and yoga and embodiment, you know, like actual therapeutic healing through movement. And I have learned so much through different, working with different types of bodies. And it's given me a really deep appreciation for understanding how unique we all are and that there is not one size that fits all. 
there's not one cue that fits all. Every single body is different. And so it is my highest intention in these core calibration sections of the pod to share with you as much as I can how to, how I use my embodiment skills to understand my own physicality, which then feeds into my mental and emotional capacity as well, mind, body, spirit. So it's really beautiful because like I said at the beginning, the really in order for us all to start to really upgrade, to move and evolve in this time, it's going to require a balance of the mind and an integration of the mind, body, and spirit. And you might notice some people are more mental. Some people are more emotional. Some people are more physical, right? Some of us have a combo, which is great. But again, we're looking to to create a balance between the three. And in the core calibration, I, I sort of broke these down a little bit to, you know, this is just for today. I mean, I'm there, these layers, there's so many layers to this information. But one of the things I've been playing with is this concept of the mind, the mind state, the mental capacity is really designed to help us with our observation and correlation, and then our manifestation, because our mind, our thoughts create things. This is the first hermetic principle of mentalism, that our mental state actually reverberates into the field and manifests in the third dimension. If we focus on something long enough, it manifests to a degree. Now, observing and making connections between what we're observing is part of the fun of the mind, is gathering wisdom, intelligence, information, and data in order to apply, to apply it to my life. So in the core calibration practice, when we tune into the mental capacity, the mind state, when you come into your center of gravity, then you want to use your mind to observe, to observe through your feelings through your senses, to make notes, to see what's specific to me. And this is really cool because, again, it's a very personal and custom thing. And, and our lives have, our experiences and our lives have an effect on our embodiment and our being, obviously. But, you know, it, it comes really simple as if you've had an injury or something, if it's serious enough, you may still have residual effects from that experience in your physicality until you address it. This is true for the emotional state as well. So with the mind, we can observe and make connections with the way we're feeling, the way we're sensing, the way we're experiencing the world. In this, in this way, gathering this data and information, it gives us not only patterns, like it, it not only gives us information and data, but it helps us to understand the patterns that we have. So many of us have mental patterns and mental states that we fall into, just like we have physical practice. You know, we have, we're, we're humans are <laughs> habitual creatures. We love repeating things. We like getting in grooves and staying in the groove. The trick is, is to finesse your groove, finesse it in a way, find your inner groove deeds, (laughs) find your inner groove. It's to be able to tune in and actually see where the grooves and the patterns are. And if you need to make tweaks or adjustments to give yourself permission to change and do so, so that you're not repeating the same mental patterns. My friend Jerrica has this saying, do not enter the neurotic world of dot, 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 because you will notice this about people in your life. Some people will have these mental thoughts that they just repeat and repeat and repeat. And, you know, it's like every time you talk to them or every time you see them, it's the same story. It's the same thing. Or, you know, they might have a different job or a different partner. And it's like, it's the same problems as the last problem because there are so many of humans on the earth right now are being asked. I mean, so many of humans are not being honest. <laughs> with themselves. And this is what this is about is like tuning in to your, to your patterns and observing them and then tending to the patterns, honoring them. If it's a good habit, if it's a good mental habit, work it, see how it can help you grow and, 
expand your life's experiences. That's what this is about. Tuning in so you can have a fulfilling life, you know, to be who you are, just you. You don't, there's nothing that we're trying to, to achieve except for just to be who we are. We don't even, some of us like are really still learning who we are and how we are. The mind state is one of those places that we can do this, which is also why meditation is so crucial. I love a good moving meditation, but I love this little tuning in that we do too, where it's just, you anchor into the earth, you tune into the four directions and you observe the heartbeat in the presence. And then you sort of just breathe and get caught in that rhythmic pulse so that you can just steady and regulate a tempo. That's a way of meditating and clearing your mind and clearing your energy and focusing on just the heartbeat, the center, you know, so there's, there, we, we want to practice this. We want to really start to practice this as much as possible. So that's the mind state. Now the body embodiment, which I've talked about, I mean, I've been saying this, center gravity. What's the center of gravity anyways? This is a phrase I use almost every session. I think maybe I better break it down a little bit. Okay, so the center of gravity is often defined as being in the solar plexus or in the sacral zone, which is basically just below the rib cage and the navel, between the navel and the rib cage, solar plexus area. Now see, this is what's interesting because it's very, my center of gravity is probably not in the same exact place as your center of gravity because we are all different shapes and sizes. Some people have longer torsos, shorter legs. Some people have really long legs, shorter torsos. You got to fine tune. So part of the fun is when we anchor under the earth and we broaden, so we feel that vertical axis lengthen, and then we broaden and let ourselves really be guided by that, by that visual. Almost every time with practice, you will drop right into your center of gravity. What I love doing in my embodiment practice is to start to, again, observe the way that that center of gravity lands. You might notice through tuning into your center, you might notice that maybe well, when I tune into the, to the body, I might notice that I'm not actually sitting. So I'm, I'm sitting talking right now. I might notice that I might have a little more pressure in the left sitting bone than in the right sitting bone. And if I root that fit, if I energetically guide the right sitting bone down a little deeper, these are the bones in your cheeks and your sit, your sits bones, which are down at the bottom of the pelvis, the ischial tuberosity. Now by grounding that other side, I might feel myself get a little adjustment in my core turn on a little bit. I might feel a gentle snuggle or organization inside my body. These are the things that I'm looking for. I also then from there love to observe the way that my body responds to gravity. So for example, if you're sitting or lying down and you go to lift your arm up, if you notice your center, if you notice yourself throw your if you feel your body go to one side in order to lift an arm, you've just lost your center of gravity. You've thrown it off balance in order to reach your arm away. And these are deep things, but I, I think by listening you can tune into this. I mean it's this is a self this is self-work. I could tell you all these little things I want, but it's up to you to make your own observations and correlations. And that phrase, I have to give props to Jeffrey Wolf Green. That's a Jeffrey Wolf Green evolutionary astrologer phrase, observations and correlations. You make connections with what you're observing, with the data points that you're getting. We do it all day. We just want to start to do it mind, body, spirit. So again, the center of gravity is really personal. And it's also sort of just organized in the, where the lower body and the upper body meet somewhere in the waist area. So coming into tune, tuning into that, and then coming into awareness of when you get thrown off of it, if you get tossed to one side or push, pushed to the front or pulled to the back, these are not wrong or bad. There's no bad movement. It's just about observing the way that you hold yourself in your center. And ideally we want to be like, like a spaceship or a, a plane. Like you want to find that center of gravity so you can get some elevation and some, some 
you want to get some space and some lift from this. Like it should actually make things a little bit lighter and more organized and controlled, more precise. Instead of when we're, when we're throwing our energy in and out of or around the center of gravity, we are actually wasting energy. It can be more exhausting to toss your center of gravity around than it is to actually use it, which it takes practice. So we'll do a little practice when I get done describing this. We'll do a little practice. But the other thing that I need that I'd like to talk about. So in the center of gravity practice, there's this idea of polarity. In Pilates, we call it oppositional energy. It reflects the spring. If you've ever been in a Pilates class, there's a spring that we use to get in tune. The polarity, we live on a polarity planet, right? So the polarity is all about feeling. We do it in our in our little tune-in. You root into the earth and then you rise up. So you feel the opposites of the up and the down, the push and the pull of up and down. And then you can do it to the sides, the right, the left the oppositional balance between the two. We'll talk about it a little bit deeper with the moon. The full moon is an oppositional energy of the sun and the moon. They're opposites. So when they're, when it's a full moon, they're opposite of one another, and that creates a little balance in the middle. And so we use this oppositional energy or this polarity to create balance and grace in the center. And you just notice this, notice this in your body. If you feel yourself really leaning to one side all the time, or you might even have a job where you're using the same movement all the time, the same repetitive movement. I always think of speed skaters, you know, like they have the the hugest quads, their quadriceps are huge. And it's because they're in that low squat, just skating fast and, you know, pushing their legs to the side and they're there. So their quads get so big. And then the rest of their body is not as developed. So this is kind of the thing is we're looking to create balance in that so that you're not overusing one over the other, one muscle, one thing, one practice over the other. It's about finding that unique organization between the the poles, between the opposites. So we have, so we'll play with that more. So you have that, the polarity. The other thing about the center of gravity is that we have rhythm, which you might notice this if you've been a student of mine. We're, we're dropping the hermetic principles again. You got mentalism with the mind. You got polarity and rhythm with the body. Now, polarity is the oppositions. The rhythm is the way that we find a pace in a, in a, in a pulse, like our heartbeat that holds the space that keeps us going in balance with the polarity. So the rhythm piece is my favorite living in rhythm. Um, it's my favorite because it's sort of, it's, it's a high level practice for all of us to just, it's one thing to tune in and root which you can do with one to three breaths or a seven, the 17 seconds to pivot practice that I share. You can also just, you know, so that's the centering piece. And then it's about staying there as long as possible without friction and, and being static. It's finding rhythm and grace and pace and cadence. You know, it's like we want to use, we want to use the, the polarity, the polarity to help us find a little pace. So I always think I always come back to that heartbeat when I think of the rhythm. The heartbeat is the first, you know? And it connects us to it connects us to our own life. It connects us to our own source where we came from. It connects us to the earth. It's our natural rhythm. And so again, tuning into the gravity, the center of our gravitational field of our bubble right? That's that center of our bubble in our org field. And then using a little beat, a little heartbeat, a little rhythm to move that center of gravity. You know, so this is the, and this is, this is really, really cool when we start to look at it in astrology, because what I always say is that we're looking for an integration in the physical body. We're looking for an energetic astral organization, like the, the orc field organization, so our energy. And then with the astrology, we actually have a cosmic astro, astrological body. When you look at your natal chart, you will actually, some people have a lot, 
When you look at, the, at your chart, you'll see there's energy. Some places have more energy than others, and it's about balancing out those polarities, the energies. So if there's a lot of energy in one place, you want to try to shift it to the opposite direction to create balance. So this is how we kind of work the spiritual name of the mind-body-spirit is I apply the, the hermetic principle of vibration to spirit. It's that vibrational resonance, that pulse, that energetic presence that actually, that actually can not only communicate without words, but just through our presence, but it can also, it also helps us to tune in again to the world that we live in and to tune into ourselves on such a high level. Mind, body, spirit. Okay. So before we get into the cosmic sync sesh, let's just take a little moment to, to really practice this embodiment. This is the one to three breath reset and it's it's really there for us to be able, it's a practice that I use on a regular basis to just tune in. Whenever I feel thrown off balance or, or if I'm moving too fast and I'm, things are not in flow, if they're not in flow and in sync, I just reel it back one to three breaths, reset to tune in. Okay. So let's take a moment and, and practice this. Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, drive the root of your energetics, your spine, your your energy, your center of gravity into the center of the earth. Feel that anchored, rooted groundedness. From there, allow your energy to rise in the opposite direction, up through your spine, up out your crown, into the vertical field, into the space above you that surrounds you. And then allow yourself to spread it out in your own timing. Okay? And so now we'll do the one to three breaths. You're going to inhale and exhale, root in. Feel the energy ground. Observe the anchoring. And then again, as you inhale, allow that energy to rise up and out and around as if it's a waterfall or the toroidal field, just the toroidal energy coming up and out and around through your own timing. Exhale. Two more breaths. Inhale. And exhale. One last time in your own timing. All right. And so part of why I feel like that's... I. The embodiment piece is important. I'm going to keep saying it. We need to balance and integrate mind, body, and spirit. We have to balance and integrate all three in order to be on earth in the 3D. Once we activate that 3D, then we can start going in 4D, 5D. You know, it's, it's, but this 3D is so important. Your third dimensionality, your physicality, your presence is so important. And so this is why we do this. We anchor into the earth and really ground ourselves in order to go cosmic because you don't want to go cosmic unless you got a tether or something to hold you back on earth. And how long your tether is, is your, that's you, that's on you, <laughs> which I love. It's great. So, you know, everybody gets to choose. On top of that, everybody gets to have their own experience. This is, again, part of the fun is the age of experience is the new age. The Aquarian dawn is the age of experience. It's about you defining who you are and living it fully, right? We've heard these catchphrases a lot, like live fully, be yourself. It's real. We have to. Nobody's going to do it for you. And nobody can do it, even if they wanted to. So it's on us, on our responsibility to be accountable for our own presence. And I, I just want to quote my friend, Rakuti. He's a, he's a musician. He's a reggae musician. And he has a song. Ja told me to stand up and be one of the living. And I just love that phrase because it's really true. It's about being present, accountable. Like I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> I'm one of the living. I'm one of the people. I will be, I will do my best to be one of the people on earth present, you know? <laughs> 
organized, holding my vibe as best I can. And you'll notice this in the world, like just again, just observe, observe, because it's a lot. This is part of the fun. I'm, I'm getting there with this full moon, but it's, it's all intertwined. But I would say that, you know, when we observe, it's so much easier to see outside yourself. You know, it's like you can see other people throwing their energy around all day and all night. You know, people throw their vibe around and who feels it knows it. When you're tuned in, you'll feel what that vibe is. You'll feel if it's good or if it's off. Is this something I need? Is this not? You know, is this again, you know, is this a neurotic tendency this person's playing out again? And you can, and then you get to choose to engage or not. And that's what I love about any of this stuff is the awareness gives us choices to, to make, you know, to have a fulfilling life, to have better experiences. So the axis of me and you, the axis of the self and the other, this polarity of Aries and Libra is coming up. It's cool because this full moon is sort of a little prelude. Gosh, there's, there's so many preludes happening right now. It's like we could write a, I don't know. There's something coming up with that. I keep saying this word. There are, there are so many preludes coming. And this, this full moon is a prelude into the next two and a half years because the nodes of the moon where the eclipses happen will be occurring in the axis of Aries and Libra starting in November or October, excuse me, starting in October, the axis of Aries and Libra is the place where the eclipses will happen for about two and a half years. But this, this full moon is also the last full moon as we wane after this full moon peaks, we'll be waning towards an eclipse in Taurus. So that'll be, that'll be cool. We'll talk about that next sesh, but this is a prelude into the next few years. So you can get insight again, if you observe and make connections, you can get insight into how to how, to, how you personally can maneuver the next couple of years. So what does that look like? Well, Aries is all about the self. It represents Mars and the first house. So it's very assertive. It is the ram. And it is the, the best phrase, I am. It's the will to live. I am me. I am being. That's the vibe. It's got a being present vibe with it. And so it's also one of my favorite phrases I like to use to describe Aries is unapologetically me. I'm not even thinking about anything else. I'm me. What? Next? You know, I'm here. I am. They come hard and they're fast and they're, they're, it's head first. It's head first. Aries energy is. So there's, there's a lot of information about the self being revealed when the sun is, when the sun is in the zodiacal sign of Aries, it is all about self-reflection, self. Who am I? I am that. I am not that. I am that I am. Uh, it's, I'm getting more and more comfortable with this sign. Like this is the best part about when we live through these transits and we study these, these cycles and seasons over and over again. Each season and cycle is unique in its own time and place and space. Yet there are patterns that are revealed when we make connections through our observations. The, the reflections around being who you are and not even head first into the self is, is the name of, is the art form around the air, the sign of Aries, the archetype of Aries. And so the day before hours before the full moon kicks in and is exact, the sun comes conjunct with Chiron at 15 degrees Aries. And for me, this is shining a light on what needs to be healed or what needs to be released, what needs to be sacrificed, what needs to just, what we need to let go of in order to be ourselves for real, you know? And so it's a powerful time. That's all I want to say. I feel like, uh, that Chiron, we've been talking about it too. It's, it's, was, it was lined up with Jupiter, which is emphasizing our need to heal ourselves. And, you know, I've, it's funny because I feel like there's a lot of us, many, many of us are 
being activated and getting stronger in our skill sets all the time, which I'm so grateful for. And there's a lot of people that are still kind of just waking up to some of these things. What is so potent about this sun joining forces with Chiron is that, again, it's giving us this extra push to heal ourselves on a very profound way, Those to look, to like shine the light and look at those wounds. Look at the places where you might have gotten wounded and in your warrior, as a warrior. The, the, the place where you seek power and energy to assert yourself, where you might be scared or hesitant or have doubts or anticipation around moving forward, this is where you get to heal it. Just look at it and decide. Because what I, what I was about to say a moment ago is so many of us are like, you know, I mean, I was kind of going through this a few years ago. <laughs> And if you were in the cosmic sync class, you heard this a lot, that basically the only thing you have to do is be yourself. There is no, right now, light workers, people who are working towards their own elevation in consciousness to raise the vibration on the planet. Yes, we must do it. But guess what? It starts with you. It's a man in the, it's a man in the mirror kind of thing. It's a woman in the mirror kind of thing. Only you. Only you can set yourself free. And so it, it takes courage and strength and a drive, a will to live and survive and thrive <laughs> to go ahead and look at those places that might feel wounded and, and nurture them and let them be healed and then let them become our biggest assets because we've overcome something. The overcoming is, a, again, it's like that. I am, I overcome, you know, it's empowering. It's so empowering, you know, because right now there, if you've got, I mean, obviously you've got a project and you're inspired by it and you, you, there's a clear path forward, take the path, go for it. But if you're not certain, if things are a little cloudy and uncertain, or you, you know, you might feel yourself even wavering a little bit wait till it's clear. Wait till the the drive is there. The yes is there. If it's a maybe or a no, then wait for, don't push. Aries Aries wants to go head first and it wants to dive in. But what this Aries, this Chiron and the sun is giving me insight around, it's, it's helping me realize like there's no pushing necessary. The flow is there when we're aligned. This is about learning to heal and love ourselves on a whole next level so that we're strong enough and capable enough that when the window comes, when the time is right, we've got enough energy to make the moves that we need to make instead of spinning our wheels in a place that's not serving, that's not going to be of benefit. So that's, that's, the, that's the, the sun conjunct Chiron. And then the full moon... So the full moon takes place at, on April 5th at 10.37 p.m. Mountain Time, which means that some of you are going to be experiencing the full moon on April 6th. So it's April 5th, April 6th is the full moon in the zodiacal sign of Libra. So sun opposite the moon at 16 degrees and 7 minutes. There's that polarity again. The sun and the moon opposite, light, dark. Day, night, in, out, yin, yang, man, woman, fire, water. You know, it's very cool. So that polarity, there's not a right or wrong to it. They just are, they're just there. Polarity. And so a full moon, every month we get to experience this polarity, sometimes twice on a blue moon. (laughs) But this month, this, this full moon is all about self, the self, reflecting the oppositional energy of the other, the outside of the self, within, without. And this is fascinating to me. Libra, Libra represents that, the other, the outside of the self. It's also partnerships, marriages, it's the seventh house, but it's really about the outside of the self, the without. And f- for me, the, the outside is all about reflections and feedback. 
on a full moon in Libra, reflections abound. So again, we're learning. We want to use a full moon in Libra to learn to balance ourself from our perceptions. Now, this is deep. I've got some, I've got some potent Libra in my chart and it's something I've practiced as I, as I grow up, as I learn, I realize how important it is to recognize the outside, the within and without, because sometimes I take the without and think it's all me. Sometimes it's a reflection of me, but sometimes it's a reflection of somebody else, somebody else's projection. And that seems like, well, yeah, duh. But here's the thing. When we're, when we're using, when we're using the reflections for our perceptions, we get to choose again, there's more filtering and data gathering, data gathering. (laughs) And so it's like, sometimes you'll, again, you'll notice through your center gravity, if you're tuned in, your sensory perceptions will give you feedback as to this resonates or this does not resonate. And I think what I want to say about this is like a lot of people like to project. They project their own, you know, sometimes people are just throwing out their own insight. I mean, I'm, there's a, there's a balance in how we project, you know, because you don't want to project yourself on other people. So the more you are yourself and embodied, the better, because then you're not projecting yourself on anybody else. And Likewise, you're not letting anybody project onto you. And this is the thing that's interesting is like, I have, I asked this question, like if I'm in a confrontation or an uncomfortable position with the outside feedback or the outside world, I think like, does this affect me? Is this apply to me? Do I need to adjust an account for myself on this? If not, I let it go. And that takes a lot of practice because I, mean, I don't always let it go so easy, but I try, I, I'm working on it. It's a practice. And so, because sometimes I'm, you know, in the past I've been known to take it on. And I, I will say this, Libras do really feel, because they're so in tune with the outside, that they feel and sense everybody. Kind of like a Cancerian, really. They're, they're, they're observing and sensing so many, so much outside feedback that sometimes they confuse themselves with that outside feedback. And it's really easy to take on the outside world, take on other people's problems, other people's emotions, other people's ideas. And, you know, I mean, we, we learn from each other and we're constantly mimicking one another. Like, especially with our family, when we're a little baby, we're learning from the people around us. So there's a, as a, as a youth, we're learning from our outside world we want to teach ourselves how to balance those perceptions so that we can integrate mind, body, spirit for our own unique experience instead of having somebody else's, you know? So that's the lesson of this full moon. Super deep, right? That this just, again, reflections abound. So you get to practice that observing and seeing how is this, is this needed? How do I, how do I use this information I'm receiving right now? Maybe I don't use it. Actually, really, I find a lot of power in not using it right now. Personally, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like everybody else. Finally, <laughs> I just want to be me. You know, I got my own way, my own thing, and I and you do too. So let your soul shine. <laughs> okay, on the full moon, not only do we have the sun and the moon opposite to one another. In addition to this, we have a we have a grand trine in this, in a water, in the water elements. So what a grand trine is, is when there's three or more planets in one in every element. So for example, a water trine, we have the South node is in four degrees Scorpio, which is a water sign. We have Saturn at three degrees Pisces water sign, and then Mars at five degrees, cancer. So we have a trine in water in the early degrees of the water signs of Scorpio, Pisces, and cancer. Now the water element is all about feelings. It's our, it's our emotions. And 
there's various levels. You, you When you start to study the elements, you'll see there's various levels of those elements within the different signs. The, the south node trining Saturn in Mars, to me, means that we're, we've got a really there's a, there's a perfect moment right now happening where our work and our actions are being given, we're, we're, we're being given an opportunity to really let go and release. That's a South note. Let go, release, and surrender old habits in our work and the way we assert ourselves and come back to more of an, a balance in our, not only our emotions, but our intuition and our feeling, our sensing feeling the wave, feeling the tides, the ebb and flow, being able to adjust accordingly with that. So a a water trine, powerful in in activating intuition and inspiration through, through emotions and feelings, but also because it's got the south node here with Saturn and Mars, Are in, we're, we're giving, we're being given up again, reflections abound. We're being given a great amount of insight around how to let go of some of these past things, these, these things that are not serving our work or our, our assertion, the way we engage in this world. Let those things that don't serve you go. And again, because this is the thing. We just we just have to get more honest and real with ourselves. I feel like with some of the insight I've been given, it's like the the message is clear. It's just a matter of making the moves to to go forward with it, you know. And in the South Node, I'll say this: the South Node in Scorpio is a little bit of like stripping down some of the places where we thought we had power and getting more raw and revealed and it's interesting because we may resist that, but actually the coming back to the root source of our power is one of the most empowering things that we can do. Even though it feels like we're stripping some of these things away, coming back to that root source of our power. (laughs) I mean, it's just like finding the well, it's like finding the spring the natural spring where the water is fresh, clean water is flowing out. It's like, this is an important resource. So allow it, go ahead. I like to say this, go ahead, let yourself change. Go ahead, let yourself adapt and grow. Which brings me to the next thing I want to talk about, which is the nodes of the moon. Where where after this full moon peaks, we'll be waning towards an eclipse, which I will get into. I'm so excited. I love talking about the nodes and the eclipses, but there's, there's some interesting things that are happening right now that will continue to be occurring. The nodes of the moon are right now at four degrees in the North node is in Taurus. The South node is in Scorpio. This is the North node represents our future and our, our destiny, the past and our past lives to some degree are in the South node. Now, finding that balance between the two, the polarity of the future and the past is the present. That's the middle way right here, right now. So tuning into this where our power is resourced and how we might engage in the third dimension is, is what that axis of love and power, that axis of Taurus and Scorpio is all about. And I, I spoke about this in the previous session, but this, this alignment continues. When Pluto came into Aquarius last couple weeks ago at zero degrees Aquarius, it began squaring, sharpening a square with the nodes. So I have this concept I like to talk about there in astrology. It's called the evolutionary pathways. And it involves a few planets, Venus, the moon, Pluto, and then the north and south nodes of the moon. And so to me, seeing the North and South node squaring Pluto is a profound opportunity to sort of make quantum leaps in our evolutionary process on a personal level. And this requires us, again, to be conscious of how we're sourcing our energy, how we're using our energy, and how we're tuning into the sensory feedback in order to maneuver ourselves in this time. 
And again, it's about letting ourselves change, letting ourselves grow and adapt in a way where we can evolve and again, reach our highest potential so that we're having a fulfilling experience in this life. So insights prelude into the future, insights into the future and how we might maximize this. Reflections abound. Reflections abound. So tune in and see what sort of insight you're being given to move you along so that you can make some evolutionary leaps and bounds. Quantum leaps and bounds in this time. Okay. The other thing about the nodes is that the, so not only are they, the South node is doing the trine, the North and South node are squaring Pluto. And then we also have Mercury coming into, it's basically coming into the sign of Taurus and it's going to conjunct the North node. To me, that's all about expression, communication and expression of our future self. So again, we're balancing this polarity between the past and the future by being present with our presence here and now and communicating in the direction that we're trying to go. So it's about practicing and sort of playing with the embodiment of what we'd like to experience in the future because that's what builds the future is the now. And so this Mercury conjunct the North Node is is a great way to, to help yourself heal and align your mental capacity, but as not only your mental capacity, but your expression, your self-expression and how you want to show up in the world. So again, go ahead and let yourself change. Don't limit yourself to the old ways because we're changing. Those old ways are gone. Let yourself evolve. Be new, be free, be yourself. I'm be me. Okay. Be you, be me. Right? Seriously. So fun. Okay, so we're just communicating our destiny. <laughs> That's what we want to do. We want to communicate the 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 path of our destiny. It's like or or our destiny might be communicating to us. That's the other thing. It's like we might be getting insight in, from our future self, so to speak, as to how to maneuver right now. Future insights around who we are. You know, I mean Again, it's, it's about us embodying and integrating our mind, body, and spirit right here, right now on earth, you know? So it's powerful stuff. And, you know, I just want to say with this Pluto in Aquarius, this is a, this is an alignment we're going to be having for a little while. And it's, it's going to be dancing back and forth between this zero degrees Aquarius and 29 degrees Capricorn until next year. And so, again, we have time to play with this a little bit, to observe and make connections as to what we're really experiencing and what we're, what we're I mean, what are, what's the data point? What are we getting from right now that can help us move into the future? I will say this, Pluto represents metamorphosis. I love coming back to the butterfly because it's a caterpillar and it's gorging itself. And then it spins a chrysalis and then it dissolves to itself. It dissolves and then reconfigures into a butterfly that learns to fly and then goes from flower to flower, bloom to bloom. I mean, come on. We have to dissolve to ourselves a little bit. You know, so you might be in a different phase. That's kind of the whole thing with the Pluto is, is recognizing what phase of metamorphosis am I in right now? Am I in the gorging, gathering in energy phase? Or am I dissolving? Am I spinning a chrysalis or am I dissolving? Or am I reconfiguring? Or am I a butterfly now and I'm figuring out that I have wings and how do I use these things? (laughs) And we might be balancing depending on what part of our aspect of our life, you know, maybe our mind is more butterfly and our body's like in the reconfiguring phase. See how this works? Maybe your body's totally organized and in the butterfly phase and your mind needs some reconfiguring. So this is where, again, we want to get real with ourselves and gather the information so that these insights, this feedback that we're getting can help us to navigate ourselves here and now, moving forward 
into the future we go. Be one of the living. Be one of the present. Present. I'm here. Present. I'm like raising my hand up because that's what it's about is like showing up. And, and as we do this, when we show up in the third dimension, mind, body, spirit, we create the time and space presence, four dimensions. The fourth dimensionality is our presentness and that space that we inhabit from our mind, body, spirit. And then we can start to transcend that a little bit, move it. It's, it's uh, really such a beautiful time to be alive. You know, it's a beautiful time to be alive too. To, to be a human being that's awakening, that is awake, that is creating a new living future for humanity to step into. We want to do it one day at a time, right here, right now. It's a, it's a cellular transformation. We're transforming on a very, very deep level. And I, I just am going to stress it again, core calibration, the true embodiment of who we are is what's going to help us through in these times. Deep stuff. You know, you just want to be who you are, who you came here to be. (laughs) I know it's like, it's a phrase everyone says, you know, just be you. (laughs) What does that feel like? What does that look like? It's hard. It's hard to be ourselves sometimes. For some people, it isn't. If you got Aries or Leo on your chart, you probably have no problem. <laughs> if you got a lot of Libra or Cancerian energy in there, you know, you might feel like you little, you know, outside feedback is very influential. And so again, it's just observing where, where am I in this metamorphosis right now? And how can I facilitate more growth, more integration of who I am, of all that I am, because I am that I am. <laughs> Peter Tosh quote again. It's a good one. So I just, I wish you the best always. And I really hope that you're embracing your own, your own life's experience. Like I hope that you're just honoring and cherishing. This is the thing as, as things change, because there is so much transformation and change, it's uncomfortable. And you will see, you will, we, we can witness it in our own lives. Again, it's easier to witness outside of ourselves. I can observe how many people are resisting change and resisting transformation. And what I want to say about the Pluto thing is if you don't change, if you don't go with the flow of the change, the, the archetype of Pluto is said to have forced, it will force you to change. Like you, you can't dig in your, you can only dig your heels in for so long and then you got to go with the flow of life. It's, it's going to keep evolving. You know, is there's parts from the past that we can take into the future, but if you're not moving with the times, if you're not keeping up with the rhythm of life, bye, <laughs> you'll be left behind or you might not even be here <laughs> now. Might be over there then. What good is that gonna do you if you're over there then? <laughs> you gotta be here right now. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, I, I do my friend Patty always says when it comes to Pluto, she says Pluto always wins. And it's true. Pluto wins. Transformation and change wins. So it's a matter of how tuned in we are, mind, body, spirit, in the time and place and space time, space where we are embodied, if we own our own presence, then this transformation isn't going to be so dramatic. It isn't going to be so challenging. You know, we want to find some grace and ease in in the transformation. (laughs) We got to get some wings here. So I wish you love and so much support in this time in your own transform in your own cellular transformation. And I'm sending love and healing energy out from my own heart into the world. And I'm also asking to receive that love and support as well. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a really, it's a powerful time to be alive. And again, you just, you want to be as, as awake, as present as possible to, to have a fulfilling experience. We can make some major evolutionary quantum jumps in this next couple years. So again, you got some time to play with it, but 
but this is, it's really, this is the energies are like lining up for us to, to facilitate it. So it won't be so tricky. Everything's, you know, when you tune in and you're present, it all flows. It like the things that we need come to us and the things that we can give are easy to, they're easy to give because we're sourced and we're resourced. So find your center, honor it, observe it, cherish it, nurture it, build it, inspire it, share it. (laughs) It's true. We came here to let our soul shine. Each unique light, each unique being has their own light to shine. So let your, find your signature vibe and let it go. Let your soul shine, y'all. I love you and I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in and being part of this process and this project with me. If you want a reading, hit me up on the website, livinginrhythm.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and help my channel grow. If you support this on the on any of the pod streaming apps, please sub- subscribe or if you haven't already, leave a comment, whatever, just do it. Let's all support one another, okay? This is the time. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'm here for you and I appreciate you being here for me. I really, really do. So thank you. I'm sending you so much love and support. Go on, let your soul shine, y'all. Blessings and love. Peace. Peace. <laughs>